Hi friends, welcome to the Nineveh Grace podcast, a podcast to help women much like you view themselves as Christ views them and knowing they are deeply loved and seen. My name is Nicole and I am your host. Each episode will be filled with topics that will help you immerse yourself in God's word and deepen your relationship with him. As we begin to immerse in his word together, enjoying a cup of coffee or tea, you begin to learn the word, love the word, and live the word. My hope and prayer is that this podcast will be used for the glory of God, equipping you and empowering you to better become who God created you to be, a daughter of the Most High God. Yay, you're back! It has been a week already, hasn't it? I somehow thought it was Thursday, but it's only Tuesday. Hang in there, sister. We are one day closer to Friday. Did you hear the last episode about what a deeply rooted woman of God looks like and how to become her? Well, if you haven't, you might want to hop off this episode and go take a listen, because today's message is a continued part of becoming the deeply rooted woman. I'd hate for you to miss any takeaways or misinterpret what and how she looks. I want to dive right into today's episode, but before we do, Grab your Bible, maybe even a pen or highlighter, turn up that volume, grab your hot or iced coffee or your favorite beverage of yours, and let's begin. So last week we talked about what the meaning of a deeply rooted woman of God is and how to become her. I want to go a little more in depth in this episode and provide biblical tools and scripture to point you directly in where to look. I hope you have your Bible in hand, sis. And if you're driving, don't worry. Thank goodness for podcasts now because you can refer back to it or have your volume turned up while you're driving, doing dishes, or whatever it is you do while listening to podcasts. As we mentioned in the last episode, this deeply rooted woman of God isn't perfect. Rather, she seeks God with all her being, everywhere she steps. She is in the art of becoming every day in her life. As we take a look at what scripture tells us, we are told in Matthew chapter 22, verse 37, Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. Every day she learns to love the Lord with all her being, just as Matthew 22, 37 says. This is her first and foremost priority is getting to know her father on a deeper level. Not seeing him as a religious type of father, but seeing him as a father who delights in her and she delighting in him. She yearns for his love and awaits for his presence. Can I ask you something? What does love mean to you? How would you describe it? I know love has been said countless of times here on this earth with no action proven. Let me tell you, love isn't a feeling, but rather an action. The same way God sent his one and only son, Jesus, to die on the cross for us, we are to have extravagant love like this. Not saying to go and sacrifice your life, sweet friend. This is another topic for another day. But rather, showing love even in the hardest moments because love, sweet friend, is an action, not a feeling. We are to love the Lord with everything in us. He owes us nothing, yet He sends His Son for you to have eternal life if you believe in Jesus and accept Him wholeheartedly as your Lord and Savior. Accepting Him and believing in Him is vitally important. We can say a prayer and think we are done and no longer have to do anything, but this isn't the true scripture. This is watered-down gospel. 
We are to first invite the Lord in our heart, ask for forgiveness in any and all sins we have done, admitting we have done wrong, and then repenting. This part always seems to be left out, and it shouldn't. Repenting is an act of sincere regret or remorse. In other words, it is stating you are truly sorry and you mean it. You feel it deep within your gut of how wrong it was or is and how you want him to change your very life. And then we follow where he leads and guides. Just as he told the fishermen on the boat, come and follow me, and they left their nets. We are to do the same. This is stated in Matthew chapter 4, verses 18 through 22. We are to leave our old life behind and follow where he guides. We are becoming new. We are in the becoming from here on out. The deeply rooted woman of God doesn't cling onto the things in this world. She leaves her nets down at the boat to follow Jesus. She knows he is the way, the truth, and the life. Just as it says in John chapter 14, verse 6. She also knows nothing here lasts. It's only a temporary fix. And Jesus, well, he's an eternal fix. He fixes our very lives every day from here on out, as long as we allow him to. She then abides in him daily. If we turn to John chapter 15, it tells us how abiding looks. In verse 4 of John chapter 15, it says, Abide in me and I in you. As a branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. Let's take a look at the meaning abide, shall we? It means to accept or act in accordance with, such as obey, observe, follow, respect, acknowledge, hold to, or go along with. Abiding looks like sticking with the Father in Jesus, going where he leads, spending time with him daily, every morning, just refreshing and renewing yourself with the word of God and allowing the Holy Spirit to just flow in and through you. The deeply rooted woman of God follows and abides in his presence and word, allowing the word to stick to her very heart, penetrating every cell within her. She also prays daily. And no, I'm not talking about the long hours and hours of praying, but praying throughout the day to commune with our Father. It could be when she washes dishes, drives to the next place, folding laundry, anywhere. She prays fervently and intentionally. Prayer doesn't have to be long, friend, nor does it have to be complicated. It's simple. Somehow this world has painted it to be this complicated conversation, but rather it's a conversation. You speak to the father, sharing your heart, or even praying for someone else that he has laid on your heart. We can draw away from the crowd to pray just like Jesus taught us many times throughout the Bible. He would go to the desolate places, the hidden places to pray, to seek the father and speak. I'm about to ask you a question. But before I do, sis, I want you to know that I love you, sis, and what I'm going to ask is filled with grace and salt. These questions I ask throughout this episode isn't to condemn you, but rather for you to search your very own heart. It helps our growth in our walk with Christ. So how does your prayer life look? Does it feel like a chore? Do you feel bored? Does it feel dry? Do you feel like you're saying the same prayers over and over and over again? How often do you find yourself praying? Is it in the mornings before you leave the home or at night before bedtime like you've been taught? Or is it just every once in a while? As I mentioned in the last episode to refer to Ephesians chapter 1 to know more on your identity in Christ, we will cover just a tad today. So if you turn to Ephesians chapter 1, 
you are going to see that you are blessed in Christ. You are chosen, holy and blameless, adopted, beloved, a child of God. You have an inheritance, a purpose, sealed with the promise of the Holy Spirit, and you are redeemed and forgiven. The past is no longer who you once were. You are brought with salvation upon receiving salvation through Christ. Your past can no longer define who you are because you are made new. You were raised up to a new creation in Christ. These are the core values of who you are in Christ. You are not a mistake. You are fearfully and wonderfully made, just as he says in Psalm 139. Next, she doesn't allow the things in this world to take her eyes off the Lord. She knows these things are temporary fixes, sometimes distractions that take her heart further away from the Lord. 1 John chapter 2, verses 15-17 through 17 says, Do not love the world or anything in the world. If anyone loves the world, love for the Father is not in them. For everything in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life comes not from the Father but from the world. The world and its desires pass away, but whoever does the will of God lives forever. Now every day she learns to walk in the spirit and not of the flesh. It's a battle every day, but she knows it isn't in her own strength, but in the Lord's strength to get her through and allowing the spirit to lead. Galatians chapter 5 verse 16 says, but I say, walk by the spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. Now walking by the flesh is evident. It tells us in Galatians chapter 5 verses 19 through 21. It shows us what that flesh looks like. Now the works of the flesh are evident. Sexual immortality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these. I warn you, as I warned you before, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. But hang on, says, in Galatians chapter 5, verses 23 to 23, it tells us what walking in the Spirit looks like. It looks like this. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. Now you're welcome. You probably have that song in your head now. Every day we learn to grow in these fruits of the Spirit the more we abide in Christ and walk in Christ, not in our fleshly desires. The deeply rooted woman also learns to rely on her Heavenly Father and comes to Him for every need, question, feeling, and storm she faces. Just as it states in Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5-6, through six, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him and He will make straight your paths. She has learned she can't run to people first, but runs to the Father first. Asking questions is what He enjoys listening to. He hears our cries, our pain, our anger, our hurt. The more raw and real we are with Him, the healing begins within. See, He heals from the inside out. And that begins within our heart. We can pour out all of how we feel and what we are struggling with. He doesn't mind hearing us. In fact, he wants to hear us. He wants to have his children come to him for every need and heavy burden that is laid upon them. Now on to the next one. We are told in Galatians chapter 1 verse 10. For am I now seeking the approval of men or of God? Or am I trying to please men? If I were still trying to please men, I would not be a servant of Christ. Becoming a deeply rooted woman of God is one who doesn't seek approval or perfection of humankind. Instead, she lives for God, not for others. Not that she neglects her duties, chores, or family, 
But instead, when she does these things, she does them wholeheartedly as if she is working for the Lord. Just as it says in Colossians chapter 3, verses 23 through 24. Whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord and not for men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the inheritance as your reward. You are serving the Lord Christ. Have you found yourself trying to seek approval or perfection from someone? It can be draining and weary, tiring and exhausting, and you begin to lose yourself all in it. Since we aren't created to seek approval from others, we are to live for God because that is how we have been created. The more we abide in Christ, the more we grow to become more like Him, the more we begin to see the deeply rooted woman within ourselves. The deeply rooted woman also seeks to pray fervently over her heart and mind to be transformed, away from the flesh and more in the spirit. In Romans chapter 12, verse 2, it says, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of the mind, that by testing you may discern what the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. As a deeply rooted woman of God, we want our eyes, our heart, and our mind fixed on Christ. We want it changed and no longer feeling the guilt, shame, or condemnation the enemy has thrown at us. And says, if you aren't sure of condemnation, what it looks like or feels like, stay tuned for the episodes to come because we will discuss conviction versus condemnation. There's so much that can be thrown towards the believers in Christ, but it is our doing to change those thought patterns, just as Philippians chapter 4 verse 8 tells us. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. We can't live in the past, nor allow the past to change us into a bitter person. We must become better by dying to the flesh and being raised with Christ. It is then we begin to see the renewing in our hearts, minds, and souls. This deeply rooted woman, dear sister, isn't merely perfect in the human eye, but in the Father's eye. Though she makes mistakes, though she encounters storms, trials, and sufferings along the way, she has her roots solely in Christ. Sis, it's time that we live as this deeply rooted woman who has her roots so deep in her Savior, not looking in this world for a Savior, but looking up at her Savior. about you, friend. But when I first heard that term deeply rooted, I looked the other way, not even wanting to hear any more about it. I thought I couldn't in no way, fashion, or form be this woman. And I was partially right. I couldn't be her in my own strength. I needed his strength, my father's strength, to get me through the days of hardship and struggling. And I needed his comfort in the days of transformation. Because quite frankly, he'd bring up parts of my past that hurt deeper than you can think. But it was in those moments I felt refined and transformed. I felt healing in the times I thought healing wasn't even possible. If we truly want to become the woman whose roots are deep within Christ, carrying immeasurable joy even in the midst of hard times, relying on Him as our Savior, trusting in our God who provides, we must begin by coming to Him and asking Him what is the hindrance between us. This is a powerful prayer that nobody wants to ask. Why? Because he will give the answer and will show you what is hindering you from having your roots deep within him. Sometimes 
Actually, a lot of the times it won't feel good or even look pretty. But this is how the kingdom works. It is an upside down kingdom and doesn't work like how the world works. It's quite the opposite. Want to know the good news? Not only will you find yourself becoming the deeply rooted woman of God, not only will you begin to see the things that are true, valuable, and are worthy, you'll begin to seek the things above, not here in this world. You'll begin to find yourself whole, healed, and new, awaiting for an eternal home full of glory, awe, and wonder. All right, sis, I think you know what time it is. It's prayer time. Now close your eyes and let's receive this prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much, Lord, for the daughters who have opened up their ears today to hear this truth-filled talk. I thank you, Lord, that your love is so great, big, wide, and deep that we can't even fathom. We thank you for the grace that you pour out onto us and the forgiveness, wiping it all away, Lord. I pray that you will just bless my dear sister who is tuning in today. Bless her eyes, her mind, and her heart. I pray that you bless her ears as well. I pray that as she digs deep into your word, Lord, that you will bring it to her heart and that it will penetrate every single cell within her body and that it will stick. I pray, Lord Father, that you will continue to show up in her life and show her any hindrance that is between you and her. I pray, Father God, that you will give grace above grace, Lord, upon her. And may you show her gently and lovingly in the most beautiful way to be drawn closer to you. And I pray, Father God, that you will continue to pour out more of your spirit upon her. I pray that everywhere she steps, she will be the light that shines in the midst of places that need your light. And may she always remember We are not called to be perfect in the human eye. We are called to seek the things that are above. So we thank you, Lord. I pray over my dear sisters in Christ today that you give them immeasurable, overwhelming peace and joy today, Lord. And may they continue to have a heart drawn towards you, seeking you above all other things. We praise your beautiful name and your precious son's name in Jesus' name. Amen. Until next time, Sess. 